It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nowski's call or was that called? I, no, I just knew that it would look good right there. So I just called my first fake punt. <laughs> no, I, and, I, and I didn't today either. Uh, I don't really know what happened on it. I think he just hesitated a little bit. I haven't got to talk to him personally. Um, I, I don't know if he thought it was going to get blocked or if he bobbled the snap a hair or he just had a glitch, but it was a good one because um, when he paused and stuff and saw the edge, it was obviously a clean look and he didn't hesitate for it. And I was just told he hit um, over 20 miles per hour on it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've learned to just uh, get out of bounds or get down, get away from the big fellas. I heard he called his own number, so uh, that was pretty cool. Oh, I loved it. Honestly, I didn't, we didn't even get a heads up on the sideline. I'm, you know, we over there getting ready to, to make corrections, and all I see is the Australian striking down the sideline. I'm like, wow, this, you know, uh, unfortunately it was some bullcrap penalties, but uh, you know, love to see the Australian out there opening that stride up. Yeah, I was, I was sitting there like, oh, okay, and then all of a sudden he just takes out. I was like, oh, yes, Mitch, because you've seen him tackle. So I was like, he's going to truck stick somebody. He didn't, but maybe next time. He'll, he'll do some tight end drills with us next time. He said he totally freelanced that. He just yes, that's what I heard as well. I didn't Because everyone was on the side. I was like, I didn't know. I had, we had a fake in. <laughs> nope, just Mitch, the Australian guy running. Yeah, he's a dad. He can do whatever he wants. I saw it was open and ran. <laughs> Great package there with Mitch Wisnowski, his teammates and his coach talking about his fake punt yesterday. One man that knows all about that is our very own Ben Graham, who joins us this morning. Hello, Ben. Yeah, hi, morning, Jules. I love that. Not only do I love punters doing football things, but Aussie punters <laughs> doing football things and making a difference. We, we heard our Michael the last time the 49ers and Seahawks played pump up Mitch Wisnowski and Michael Dixon, the punter of the Seattle Seahawks. But now, Mitch, he doesn't want to be left behind in the Michael Dixon conversation. And what a way to do it. It was fantastic to see. Did you put your head on the pillow last night, Ben, and say, why don't I do that more often? Well, you know what? There's a, you do practice them in the training camps, and every week you've got a fake. Um, but it comes down to the situation in the game and in the trust that the coaches have. And the balls, I guess, they've got to call it. And at this time of the year, what you see is teams putting those things on tape, which sends a message to their upcoming opponents that we need to watch out for this guy and this play. So it, it might put the defense on their heels a little bit. I wish I had more opportunities. I did practice with the offense for the Hail Marys and even on defense to defend the Hail Marys. I know that they talked about Mitch being involved in the tight end group, which... I was uh, involved with a lot during practice as well because you want to, that's one way to earn respect from your teammates because sometimes in the States, the specialists are sort of on the side 
practicing on their own. So anything that we can do as punters and kickers to integrate into the team is is well done. Whether he called his own number or not, I highly doubt that. But the fact that they pulled it off is uh, a massive feather in his cap. So who do you think called it? I would have to be the special teams coach. Um, the closest thing that, that we had of playing at the Cardinals against the Broncos, and the Broncos gave us a particular look on field goal block. And the first one, they showed it. And we right, next field goal, we're going to run the fake. And they didn't show it the second time, so the special teams coach called it off. But when we're out there, Jay Feely, the kicker, said, no, nah, let's run it. And I said, you sure? Because our jobs are going to be on the line. He said, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I got the snap and I flipped it back to Jay and Jay ran around the end and we ran it in for a touchdown. Uh, it's great when it comes off, but I'd hate to think if he called his own number, it didn't come off. But oh, we want to see more plays like that in the NFL and, and I know we'll talk about the uh, the Chiefs yes. play at the end of that game, which was called back. But we want to see more of that too, because it's exciting for the fans. And I think there's a real opportunity for teams to to take that risk. So take us through what happened there. That was going to be my next question at the end of the game between the Chiefs and the Bills. It was a great play. It was called off. Patrick Mahomes, who's normally pretty cool, calm and collected, completely lost it. So what happened? And... Is there a punishment here, you know, possibly a financial sanction coming Paddy Mahomes' way? Well, potentially, but, I mean, this was a good game. This was a big game for the Bills on the road. They've been playing some really good football but haven't really got the wins that they probably need to put themselves in the playoff picture. They're still in the hunt, but they're outside the seven in the AFC. And for the Chiefs, they've struggled a little bit. We haven't seen that high-powered offense that we've seen over the last couple of years, and they've lost three out of their last four now. So there's some question marks over the the Chiefs. But this particular play, and we often see at the end of a game, there is a a wild play that they'll come up with, like a hail mary or something, where they'll flick it around and try and get a a seam on the defense, and it hardly ever comes off. But the fact that they tried to pull this off with still a minute twenty left on the clock uh, was the defence wasn't expecting it. So that pass to Kelsey, Kelsey's made a move back on the inside. He's thrown it backwards to Kadarius Tony, who ran it in for a touchdown. So it looked like, wow, this is going to be the play of the season to find out that Kadarius Tony was lined up in a marginal offside position. And so you'll hear him talk about that the officials generally warn someone that's at the line or risk of being over the line, just step back. And sometimes the receivers will look to the referee just for acknowledgement. I'm all right here. I'm all right here. That didn't happen. Um, So the swings and the roundabouts this time didn't go the Chiefs' way where there's an argument that suggests that the script's already been written about the Chiefs. So this has gone against them. Uh, It was called back. The Chiefs go on to lose the game. Patrick Mahomes goes off his head, which I think shows us the vulnerability Mm. of the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs right now. If they were 10 and 2 and rolling, and they would have said, Yeah, look, we'll cop that one, but have a look at that play we just executed because that's a sign of things to come. I think they've lost five now, three of their last four. It's, they're not as good as they think they are at the moment. Patrick Mahomes uh, really, I, I don't think he did a, a good service to himself or his, or his team. I think that was an insight into the struggles that they're going through. So they've got a, 
an uphill battle. They'll still make the playoffs and they'll still be very dangerous, but I think the cracks are starting to appear in Kansas City. So just on that particular decision, Ben, should, as you say, quite often they're given the little well, warning or the little heads up that they're marginally offside. Should that have happened in that instance? Well, generally a play like that, a coach would just whisper into the referee's ear and say, hey, we're going to be running this. We just want to make sure that we're all on side. I mean, there's rules around covering up the end of line of scrimmage, and you often see it when they're looking up and down the line, making sure that they're right, that they don't break the tackle's belt buckle with their helmet. But there was no doubt his foot was over the line. So uh, we talked about the wide receivers, the Kansas City Chiefs, with all the drop passes this year, they're continuing to find ways to shoot themselves in the foot. They've only got themselves to blame. I, I'd rather be having this conversation than the one that if they had to let it go, they watch the replay, they see he's obviously offside, and then it's here we go again, the Chiefs have been granted, should have been a penalty. You know, you want the referees to just call a nice, clean game, and as far as I was concerned, he was offside all day long. He should have known better. So we spoke last week about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they appear to be on the rise, knocked off the Eagles, and Eagles got the wobbles a bit. Well, oh, they're still a good football team. They've got to get back to what they do best. They have to run the football. They have to protect. Their, their defense has really struggled. The last three weeks, they've averaged something like 36 points against. So that's a knock on what we know the Eagles are. But I think this says more about the Cowboys. They needed to beat a good football team because the criticism has been they haven't beaten too many teams with a winning record. They've now won five in a row. They lead the NFC East now with that win over the Eagles. The Eagles, like the 49ers, with that three-game losing streak, you know, some would say that it's good to have this little down period before they launch into a playoff series. And now they've got a really easy run. They play Seattle next week. But then they've got the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants, whereas the Cowboys have the Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions, quite a tough run in for the Cowboys. So things still point to the Eagles to win the division. Things go their way, but you never know. But I think this says more about the Cowboys. They've finally beaten a good football team. They beat them handsomely. Dak Prescott, I think, now is the MVP of the league. Uh, Sets up a huge clash next week in Buffalo with the Bills. But, you know, I think the NFL is better for it, having the Cowboys being successful as they are this season. Yeah, that should be a cracker next week. What about in Pittsburgh? Uh, should Mike Tomlin be a bit nervous? Lost two straight against teams that were 2-10, and ten, the Cardinals and the Patriots. No, no. Well, I don't think so, Jules. Mike Tomlin, he's had over 700 career wins. They, you know, he's, they've had a lot, most winning seasons, I think, ever. Mike Tomlin... Yes, these are two games they'd like to have back. Seven and four they were, but to lose two games to two two and ten teams at home within five days is really disappointing. We're seeing a few non-stealer things going on in uh, in Pittsburgh with some of the players that they've got on their roster right now. I, I still think that they're a reasonable chance to make the playoffs, um, but definitely a bad couple of weeks. They fired Matt Canada a couple of weeks ago. I don't think he's in the hot seat though, Jules. There are plenty of other bad coaching going on around the league. There'll be a lot of changes at the end of the season, but there's going to be a dearth of really good coaches. I think that's why Bill Belichick will find a home if it's not in New England next year. Mike Tomlin will be safe. 
Um, but tell you what, there'll be some movement from a coaching perspective in the off-season. There were some other great games uh, yesterday, the Ravens and the Chargers in particular, but they're not all great games, Ben. Raiders v Vikings, 3-0. i got a Raiders fan here off the 40 Wings temper saying, what can we do to fix the 20-year losing culture at the Raiders? Well, they, they're an organisation that think that they can always turn it around really quickly. And we, Josh McDaniels has come and gone. Jimmy Garoppolo has come and gone. Uh, Josh Jacobs had the holdout pre-season. Devonta Adams come over on big money. It's all fallen apart. I mean, this game against the Vikings at home, I mean, it was going to be the first game in 80 years that was going to overtime by a nil-nil result. It was only the Greg Joseph <laughs> field goal that got it done for the Vikings. Uh, if you're a Raiders fan, uh, I, don't, I don't know. You'd be pulling your pulling your hair out. It's been another lost season for them. They've got a lot of questions to answer in the off-season through their, what they're going to do with their coaching. I think Antonio Pierce has done enough, but still, um, yeah, disappointing. The Ravens, though, they lead the AFC. That was a good win. They played the Rams. The Rams have been on a bit of a roll. They'd won three in a row. They're back into the playoff hunt. So this was an important win off the bye for the Ravens. Got to overtime. Lamar Jackson had a great game. And again, it was a it was a special teams play. It was a punt return for a touchdown in overtime to seal a deal for the Ravens. They moved to ten and three, and right now look best to to get that number one seed. So I think the AFC will be going through Baltimore. What about Bill Belichick, Ben? You mentioned him there. Do you think he stays with the Patriots, or do you think he goes and and gets an opportunity elsewhere? Well, it depends on who you listen to. It's um. You know, has he signed at the Chargers? Has he signed in Washington? Has he agreed with Robert Kraft that he'll continue on there as the coach only and give up his general manager duties? Um, But I think he should be respected to make that decision. Everyone can speculate all they like. Um, He's got the runs on the board, obviously. And the more I look into it, the more I sort of think about where the Patriots are at, I, I see him staying. Um, he's a good coach. He just hasn't really had the pieces of the puzzle. You know, they've, they're the second team this year that's been eliminated from the playoff race. They've had issues at quarterback. I don't think we'll see Mac Jones again. Bailey Zappi played well, particularly in the first half in that Steelers win. Not sure if he's the answer, but they'll have to rebuild that roster. And oh, I'm sure if you're Robert Kraft and you've got the Super Bowls in your back pocket, I think you might want to stick with him for for this next period of their rebuild. And I know that's probably changed the tune uh, from the last few weeks based on what we heard coming out of Foxborough, but wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around. One thing's for sure, though, with that dearth of senior experienced coaches in the NFL, I think he'll be in the NFL as a coach next year one way or the other. And just finally, Ben, uh, before I let you go, quick tips for today's games. Uh, Dolphins v the Titans and Giants v the Packers. Well, I think the real opportunity for the Dolphins to uh, get to 10 wins. Tyreek Hill chased for 2,000 yards, the first wide receiver uh, to get the 2,000 mark. Um, He's on his way for sure. So I think the the Dolphins will win. The Packers, though, they've been a good story. Everyone wrote them off about six weeks ago when they went on a four-game losing streak. He's Jordan Love, our guy. Um, They've got a few injury concerns, but they won four out of their last five, including a couple of big wins over the Lions and the Chiefs opportunity for them to really stamp themselves in that playoff hunt. Tough matchup though. Um, New York, they're a bit unpredictable this year, despite their 
uh, four and eight record. They're coming off a bye, so they'll be fresh. I think the Packers should win. It won't be an easy win, but I think they'll they'll win. But I'll tell you what, Jules, there's been so many upsets this week. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants, like the Jets beating the Texans the way they did. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants and Tommy DeVito get a, get a win in New York. But no, Dolphins and Packers for mine. Uh, it's been an amazing weekend, and we love the upsets, and uh, we're getting down to the business end. Uh, ben, we're loving your coverage with Jordan Canella, so we look forward to speaking to you again soon. On you, Jules. Enjoy the game.